Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, Phil Better. And today I'm happy to have Saba Ali from Unforgettable by Saba. Saba, how are you doing today? I am amazing. I am so excited to be here. It's an honor to have you on. I've been following you for at least two years now. And That's watching amazing. you yeah, watching you grow, it's been amazing. It's it's awesome how you're using the art of attraction, which we'll get into a bit later. But um please before I start gushing you with a whole bunch of accolades <laughs> and making you feel all embarrassed, um, how about you quickly introduce yourself to my audience so they, they know a little bit about you? Yeah, so of course, my name is Saba Lee. I'm an online business coach, so I help people create very powerful unforgettable brands online to attract high-end clients. So people usually know me as that branding girl who helps people create content online. So, you know, they don't have to spend money on ads or doing, you know, cold DMs, none of that. And everything that I've done is, is all organic. I've been doing it for years now. And I always love to say I stumbled upon my business. <laughs> I didn't wake up thinking I'd be, you know, owning a coaching business online. It kind of just came to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I want to go back to your very beginning, the very beginning. You, you've been doing uh, digital entrepreneurship for about four years as, as you filled out in the form. What was that spark? Like, was there something that you're like, just something happened in your life and you're like, screw it. This is where I'm going. Or, or you said you stumbled into it. There must have been maybe a spark or something that sparked you into this world? Yeah. So what happened, I always love to go back to when I was 19 years old. I was in college. I was a sophomore at the time. And actually what happened was I met one of my mentors through university. So for me, I always love to say I always had a spark of entrepreneurship. I always wanted to go out and create my own thing. But I actually went to school for fashion and I thought I'd either be working at a fashion company in New York or I'd actually create my own fashion brand. What happened was when I started to work with my mentor, he actually got me into this entire world of entrepreneurship. I wasn't into personal development, or I didn't even know what creating content was, sharing your story, none of that. So when I got introduced to that, it was so exciting for me to start to create content online, blog about my life, um, you know, share principles and tips that I was using in my life. And basically what happened was my passion for, for fashion more became like a hobby and it wasn't a career that I wanted to go after anymore. However, during college, what I started to do was I started to create content online and I started to build an audience and what I like to say, like build a brand, quote unquote, without really even knowing it. So for the first, I want to say like two years in college, I was just creating content online and then I wanted to create a product. So my first ever product I created was a book. I wrote and published a best-selling book actually in 30 days, believe it or not, that hit bestseller on Amazon. And that was the first product I sold online that also gave me the opportunity to start speaking on stages. I got a feature on ABC News and people started to come to me asking for help. How are you creating content? How are you building your audience? How are you speaking on stages? So that's basically how I got into coaching was by people coming to me asking for help. 
And I graduated 2018. I officially got started my coaching business 2019. And here we are now almost, yeah, four years later, which is crazy. Wow. That's insane. Just one, first of all, lucky to meet your mentor while you're still at a young age. So that like you got like 30, not, not 30, you got like at least 80 <laughs> years to go before, you know, you can start slowing down. Uh, but wow. Yeah. And fashion, you wanted to go in. Well, if, if I'm not, you're a very fashionable person. You see that on your Instagram. So I'm not surprised that you, you wanted to go down that route, but wow, just a complete change. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and like, when I look back at what I went through in college, sometimes people always ask me, like, were you ever the person who was going to drop out because you saw the opportunity of starting a business? And for me, it was always no. I don't believe you need college to start a business at all. Um, but for me, I actually saw it as an opportunity. <laughs> so one of the reasons why I was able to get featured on you know, news publications and actually go to events for free and speak on stages was because I positioned myself as a college entrepreneur. And people love to highlight people that are in college. So for me, it was just such a fun experience, you know, during that entire college time. And then, of course, you know, when I did transition into full time entrepreneur, there was, you know, it was a rough patch. That I, <laughs> for sure. I can only imagine going from the life of luxury of college to, yeah. uh, you know, straight yeah. up entrepreneurship where you have to actually deal with the real world because yeah. um, it's a safe bubble when you're in university and that it's a safe bubble because you're like, I'm still a student. The real world can't touch me, mm-hmm. even though you're doing real world stuff. Um yeah. What was it like when you got your first request for help, like your first coaching client? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because you're yeah. you're probably were were way younger than them, still in your yeah. like just freshly out of college or still in college at totally. this time. Totally, for sure. So I left the first start off by saying I didn't get into coaching right away. For about eight months, I was um, doing social media marketing as a service. So I actually went into local businesses. I used to live in Iowa, born and raised. I'm in Florida now, but I actually walked into local businesses, um, restaurants and chiropractors with my laptop and a presentation on why you need to be on Instagram and why you should hire me. So I actually did that um, for about eight months. And then I realized I didn't like the agency model of running a business. I didn't want to do it as a service. I'm much more of a people person. Um, So coaching, I kind of just, you know, got into it. So What happened was when I actually got into my coaching business, once again, people have been following me for like almost three to four years. So I made a post on my social media. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm getting into coaching. This is my first offer. And it was three months at $4,000. I was very afraid to even have that price point. But once again, my mentor at the time, he was like, you have a lot of skill, a lot of expertise, even though you're very young you better charge for it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I never thought someone would actually buy into that. So I made the post. Someone commented. He's like, oh, I'm interested. So I'm like, okay, let's get on a call. And keep in mind this person, once again, he was older in his mid forties. He had been following me, but I'm like, there's no way in hell he's going to hire me because like, <laughs> why? Like, why would he? Right. Get on the call, amazing call. We're having a really great conversation. Um, comes to the end, and he's like, "Okay, so like, what's the investment?" And I'm like, 
four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, covering your mouth, everything <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even say the price, and there is like silence, of course. And he's like, "Okay, let's do it." Oh my god! And I'm like, "What? Like, what just happened?" And I got off the call, I got the payment, and then I messaged him and I asked him, "I'm like, why did you choose to hire me?" And And at that moment, I realized why he said, I had been following you for so long and I want your confidence, your consistency and your passion and drive and how you've built this up. He could have gone to any other business coach who was making I wasn't even making 10 back then, right? Because I was just getting started. He could have gone to anyone else and hired them, but he came to me because of my brand, right? So for me... That's why you teach branding, right? It's like you don't need all the bells and whistles. If someone likes you and they see different skills that you have, they're going to hire you regardless of how you look, your age, and, you know, anything else that might be in the way of you selling your offers. It's it's true. Like, because you've been doing it for four. He was following you. He saw how you went from nothing to where you are now and uh, where you were when he hired you. And now you're exploding up because you're getting better and better understanding all the algorithm and how to pro- find your clients. And I remember you, not too long ago f- from the recording, you did a, a live video about how you were doing cold DMing to, yeah. uh, to cold calls to uh, just closing in the DMs, which was an, an awesome video. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So when did that switch happen from closing in doing calls to closing in the dms when did that switch happen for you yeah so honestly very like i guess not that recently but about like eight months ago now so for the first well so let me backtrack a little bit so when i was doing my um done for you services that's where it was like a lot of cold right like i was walking into businesses i was sending out emails and then that worked, right? Like I was generating income. So when I did transition to coaching, that's the only way that I knew until I realized that that way didn't really work. And I didn't really like it, right? Like it felt- No one likes it. It's Yeah, it was like a numbers game. I'm like, why? Like I'm treating clients like a number. It doesn't make sense. No one likes it. I've never bought that way, right? So like, why am I building my business in a way that I wouldn't even buy from it? So for the first two years in my coaching business, I was doing sales calls. And I want to say like, you know, the majority of it was still like attraction marketing. Like it was content. People would come to me, then there would be back and forth in messenger, get on a call, qualify, close on the sales call. Um, But there was like a lot of back and forth in messenger. So what happened was, you know, I worked with hundreds of clients over the course of like the past, like two to three years. And I realized that, the majority of my best clients who got the best results, who I enjoyed really working with, they knew they wanted to buy from me before even getting on a call, right? So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm taking up all this time getting on a call, wasting their time too. If they already know they want to buy from me for what, <laughs> right? Because my other coaches and mentors told me that was the proper way to make sales. So of course, my audience was trained to buy from me by doing sales calls. So about eight months ago, when I realized I didn't want to do it that way, I had to make that transition. And it was a learning curve, of course, about, you know, telling my audience, hey, I'm not going to be doing sales calls at all really anymore. And it's really just going to be in the DMs. 
Um, my income did dip, absolutely, because I had to learn this new strategy. But now, like, you know, six to eight months later, for one, there's so much space in my schedule. And number two, like the most amazing clients are coming into my world, right? Because they also value their time. And they also know, once again, like they've been following me and they want to buy from me. So like the sales calls to me, it's just like, if it works for you, that's amazing. Um, but for me, it just wasn't something I really wanted to do anymore. No, I can understand that. It's a lot of pressure because it's like, okay, I have to figure out exactly what script to use for this person. I have to know where they are in the buying. Are they still at the maybe? They're at the green light. Are they possibly at a yellow? Yeah, no, that's too much work. And it's, it's, you're doing more work. And then is it, does the value come out of it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, for my higher, higher ticket ones, like I'm not opposed to getting on a call, but I will tell everyone like the details and messengers. I'm like, okay, if you want to get on a five minute call just to like see if we're like personally a good match, like I'm fine with vibing and doing that. But yeah. if it's in terms of like 45 minutes where I have to handle your objections, I'm like, I don't even want you as a client right now because, you know, people who come into my world, like the objections that they may have it's going to be handled through the content I'm creating, right? It's like, that's the entire point of my content is to shift beliefs. So when people come into my programs, they're not joining based on a fear or scarcity because they're not going to get results anyways. They're joining because, you know, they actually want to be in the container and they actually want to implement, they actually want to lead themselves. So that's something that I realized, you know, as I was working with my clients for the first two to three years is, I did have a lot of clients coming in based out of fear and, you know, their results were just nowhere near the people who are entering with, you know, very powerful leadership type of mentality. No, it is true. Cause if you come in as, as you talk about the art of attraction, which is so yeah. important because it, it gets you into the mode and it cr- makes you go out and get those, those type of clients. If you're coming with a fear, you're always going to bring more fear into your life. And if you're not, going with a positive mental attitude you're, mm-hmm. you're doing nothing you're you're bringing nothing into the game so obviously when you have the positive people already wanting to work with you wanting to get the successes that you already had mm-hmm. and take it to the next level of course they're going to get bigger bigger and better um i want to move on to what's going on in the future for Saba. like what what's because i know i asked you what's your goal and you're like you have so many so out of all the majority of you have, all the thousands probably of goals that you have for the next five years, what is one that you, you're looking to concentrate on the most? Oh, yeah. When you asked me that, I'm like, I have so many. I want to say, like, I can I share two? I'm going to share two. <laughs> you are more than welcome to share as many as you want, as long as there's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first I'll share, like, the one that I'm really concentrating on, it's nothing like profound but it really is just focus on like volume right so like it's always been like grow the brand grow my audience because the more eyeballs I can get of course the more impact and revenue I can make so for me one thing that I'm hardcore going into now is TikTok I've been on Facebook and Instagram for years that's where I get the majority of my clients but TikTok it's like I've been on it for two years but it was just something that was like in the background I'm not really into it until very recently And believe it or not, this just happened like this past weekend, I posted a piece of content and I got like 300 leads (laughs) within 24 hours, which was like stupid insane. So I'm like, okay, I am sleeping on TikTok. 
I need to use that to also grow my other social media platform. So for me, like when it comes to my business, it's not a matter of like what something different or like profound I can do, but it really is just exercising and doing the same thing at a greater volume. Um, And then the other thing that I am really excited about is I am going to start doing retreats slash in-person events. So what a lot of people don't know is for the first two years when I was working with my mentor, like I was working alongside his companies and I was helping him. All I did was help put on events and masterminds. I was in charge of the entire a to Z of finding the venue, the food, the speakers, the logistics. And I, we were putting on like, you know, $50,000 $50, events and I was in charge of all of that. So I know how to do it. I just haven't done it for myself yet. So for me, that's really exciting. I've had my audience clients ask about it for quite some time now. Of course, with COVID, we couldn't really do that that effectively. So definitely this year, probably in quarter three, quarter four, there's going to be an event slash retreat. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Yes, I'm excited seeing it's all be amazing. for that. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited for that. Oh my God. I can't yes. wait. Oh. I know. Um, can you, do you have any ideas of what's going to be going on on this event that maybe you can hint at? Like you don't have to, if you don't want to, I fully respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I have like the bare minimum put together. Um, I'm going back and forth, whether I actually wanted to have like a bigger event or like an intimate retreat. That's what I'm going back and forth between. Um, but you know, just by talking with my audience, my clients, it probably will be something more small, intimate retreat type. Um, and that's all, that's all I'm saying right now. I don't I'm have fine with that. I'm fine out. with that. I'll take that. My <laughs> audience, I think will be gladly to know that there's at yeah. least, uh, they know that it could be a more intimate retreat, which yeah. would be, I, I find the smaller intimate ones, probably the best when you want to like when you're going specifically for something if you're going for yeah. i want a general knowledge the bigger ones are obviously the best because you can bring all those voices there yeah yeah absolutely so yeah regardless of what it's going to be it's going to be super super exciting i'm very excited to hear more about this so i'm going to stay glued to your instagram yeah. for sure Man, i now have to follow on tiktok jesus another person <laughs> to follow on tiktok um i do want to talk about uh, you're t- you you've been on TED Talks, TEDx, sorry, okay. TEDx's, and I'm very interested in that because I get I'm getting my first opportunity to talk at a conference in Ooh, December, congrats. which I'm like I was completely baffled. I've done virtual ones, and I'm like virtual ones are podcasts. That's all it is. It's yeah. a podcast. Um, what is it like speaking in front of a huge audience? Like your first time, be being a being like a professional, you know, brand marketer. Yeah. Yeah. So I did my TEDx talk before I actually even had a thriving coaching business. Oh I, did it. I did it when I was 21. I'm 25 years old now. So that was four years ago, which was honestly pretty crazy to think back and look at. And that was probably one of like my biggest milestones to date. Um, For me, prior to that, I had spoke on stages, but like not that many. And of course, like I always get nervous before I speak on stage. I think that's normal. And for TEDx, I'm like, okay, like I can't fuck it up. (laughs) I can't mess up. It has to be good, especially because I'm younger. I don't want people to like think I like don't know what I'm doing. So what I actually did, it was 15 minutes, right? My talk was 15 minutes. And I was working with um, like a TEDx coach at the time. 
And I was like, okay, like I need help creating like the structure, everything like that. I'm the type of person to where I'll have points if I'm speaking, but I won't script anything out because it's just not natural for me. Um, and he was like, you need to script it word for word. <laughs> oh, God. So honestly, that's what I did. I did script it word for word because it's 15 minutes and it had to be like with TEDx, like your speech has to be very potent, straight to the point and easy for someone to grasp. So I did script out 15 minutes and I recorded myself speaking it out loud. And I probably listened to that tape over like 200 times within like two months prior to me actually giving to that, giving that talk. So when I went up on stage for one, I knew my talk word for word by heart and I wasn't nervous like at all. There was not one nerve where I was scared when I walked on stage, which I thought was crazy to me because I thought I'd be super nervous. But I think it's because, of course, I knew the talk like by heart. But also that was the first ever talk that I spoke about things that were very near and dear to my heart, like in detail when it came to my story. Up until today, still haven't really talked about what I talked about in my TEDx on any other stage or podcast show in detail. So it was something that was, you know, first time of me sharing, but it was something I was so passionate about. So overall, it was an amazing experience for sure. Oh, I'm so jealous. TEDx is on my list of accomplishments. You will get there. You will get I'm not worried. I, I know it's there. It's, yes. it's slow, slow build there. I've had enough TEDx speakers on my podcast i i think i have an in somewhere yeah. um at least i have i just interviewed someone who actually organizes i think the tedx is in in a specific european town i can't remember what town it is and she's been doing it for the last like 10 years well i'll tell you that's your perfect in because the first one that i landed i was like on their ass and email I'm like do you guys need help with like organizing the event like do you need other speakers like what can I help with and I was just on top of it like every single week and honestly I really do believe that's one of the reasons why I did get chosen and then my second one was through invite from the university I graduated with so the fact that you already have an in I would just be on top of that <laughs> I, I will. I'll start doing. It. I'll start scripting it, um, but I, I'll get my first one under the belt. I don't want yeah. TEDx to be the first one because it's. Yeah. I'm not as brave as you, uh, apparently, when it comes to speaking on stage. Um, but you're you're a best-selling author. Two, uh, yeah, best-selling author for your book. You give incredible incredible coaching on your on your lives and your your Instagram. Um, and you're so young. It's not fair. Like it's unfair. God damn, make me feel like. I'm but the funny thing is, like the funny thing about it is, now when I look at like TikTokers, they're like 18 years old. <laughs> Don't like, tell me you no. feel old because that's not fair. You're not even out of the cradle yet. It's like, not well, fair. I'm like, I'm seriously like for like I'm like like what was I doing? I mean, I guess I did get started when I was 19 years old, but to me, it really just amazes me. Right. Because like we really do have so much opportunity like to I don't like to say become an overnight success, but I see it happening, especially on TikTok. Like oh, yeah, no, viral okay. overnight and it's it's wild and it's insane to me. Right? And then, like, of course, I'm the type of person where I'm 
I'm so hard on myself. Sometimes I'm like, do more, push more, like be better, like always. And even sometimes I think I'm playing small, right? It's like when I talk to other people in the online space and I see what they're doing, I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, why am I not doing that? So I think, you know, it's for me, it's always been about how can I just continue to be better like every single day? And like over time, all the goals that I want to do, like it's going to come in, you know, it's going to come into my reality eventually. And I always look back at my old videos, the cringiest videos of all time. (laughs) You go back and watch my first ever Facebook live. Like I cannot even watch the entire thing. (laughs) Yeah. I know that feeling uh, being in a podcaster for six years and having your voice online and having yeah, to listen crazy. to your voice, um, yeah, no, it's cringe. It's cringe. I hate telling people about my podcast because it's like I don't want you to hear how my cringe is. Like my guests are amazing. <laughs> it's me that I hate. It's like forget if you can listen to just the guests; they're the best um, because they, you guys bring such amazing value and knowledge. I do want to touch on brand branding because that's yeah. something that's super important. That's what you're you're known for. Um, and I wanted you to give an, uh, advice to the entrepreneurs that are listening to, the ones who are just starting about building their brand. Like, what are some maybe some good tips for starting to up the branding of your brand that you care to share? Not don't give away the the, the kitchen sink and all those secrets. Just like some easy uh, easy tips for them. Totally. So the easiest way I can describe branding is basically just being you. Like you are your brand. Um, First of all, right, like a lot of people think they have to like develop this like persona online when that's not really the case, right? Because when I look back at the first few years in college when I was just creating content, that's how I started to develop my brand. But it really is also about like identifying what your identity is in the online space. And that like goes into more detail of like, what is your niche? What do you want people to know you for and as? But that's also where like you throw in your own personality and people don't just know and follow you because you're a business coach or you're a podcaster, but people know and follow you for you, right? So people don't know me as a business coach. They know me as Saba, right? So they know that I work out every single morning at 6 a.m. and they're waiting for like my gym selfie. They know I'm like obsessed with food and I'm like a total foodie and I'll always post my food on social media. They know I like go to bed really, really early. It's like they know the things that is not needed for someone to hire me, but that's why they follow because it's like they're my best friends, right? Like I always love to treat social media as like almost my own reality TV show, right? It's like, if you want to know what's going on in my life, go follow me on Instagram. And for me, like my entire brand, it is my life. So like creating content, even doing podcast show interviews like this, I don't see it as work because when I first got started, I didn't even have a business, right? So when people ask me, how do I create a brand? It's, it's so funny because I always contradict myself. Like that's what I teach, but sometimes it's the hardest thing to answer because like, it's just you. (laughs) It's like when you get clarity in what it is that you want to teach and what you want to be known for, you just create content on that. Right. And you just share what's on your mind. Right. It's like when I create content nowadays, it's just like, what is it that's on my mind and what do I want to talk about? And that's how my content flows. So like if I were to summarize everything that I just said, 
the first thing that you do want to get clarity on is what, like, why, why do you want to be on social media, right? Like, what is it that you're going to help other people with, right? That's the fine line between like also being just someone that you follow versus someone that actually looks up to you and wants to invest into you. So if it is business or, or mindset or health or fashion, like be known for something and talk about it, right? Talk about why you're getting into it. Talk about why you're creating content. I documented every single day of my senior year of college by doing a daily Facebook live, showing everybody that, Hey, I'm building a business, like follow me and see how I succeed, see how I fail. And that's how I also built my audience, right? So like when you are showing yourself on social media, it's not just the wins, it's behind the scenes too. And that's when people actually see the real, the rawness of you. And it's not just some, you know, celebrity or influencer that you put on a pedestal that you can't even relate to, right? So I want to say if you're just starting out or you already have a business and you're really trying to put yourself out there, just start even talking about, hey, I'm going to start putting myself out there. Let's see how it goes. And I promise you people are going to watch because they're going to want to see if you actually continue and if you're consistent, regardless of whether you succeed or fail. So true. It's so true. I, I'm starting to see that now mm-hmm. with my podcasting and that, even though I've been doing it for six years, it's been a lot more progressive in the last two. And I see a lot more people being being supportive of it. So best advice is just start doing it. Yeah. See what happens. People are going to support you uh, regardless. Saba, we've come to the end of the interview and I'm like so annoyed because I've been having so much fun <laughs> talking with you. Yes. I, I do want to respect your time because uh, you are a busy entrepreneur, even though you you apparently just have oodles of free time between calls. Um, <laughs> I'm going to jump off screen. I'm going to give you the opportunity to let my audience know where they can follow you um, and how they can uh, become part of your, uh, see your growth in the future. So I'm just going to give you the floor. Yes, absolutely. So if you guys want to follow me work with me, you know, stalk me behind the scenes. Honestly, the best place to find me is on Instagram. My handle is at the Saba Ali. Feel free to hit follow, send me a message. You know, I always tell people you can literally build a multiple six to seven figure business just by consuming and implementing my free content. So if you follow me on Instagram, click the link in my bio. I have tons and tons of free resources that you can go through Excellent. And to my audience, all the links will be in the show notes down below so you can follow Saba there and uh, become part of her tribe of amazing uh, entrepreneurs and and coaches and all that because she offers amazing help. And I'm not going to lie, she has some great food in there, too. Uh, that's probably what what keeps me there is just salivating over the amazing meals that you get to have. But Saba, I want to thank you so much for being an awesome guest here on Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur yes. Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Phil. It was amazing. Excellent. And to my audience, remember always to invest in yourself. 